Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the One Talk podcast. You're here with your host, Ryan. And today we've actually got an exciting episode. It's a solo episode, but within this episode, I want to touch on the subconscious mind and how to program it. So I've done a lot of research. I've collected a lot of information and I've put it together in this format where I'm going to present it. So if you have the opportunity to watch this, I recommend it so you can watch it on YouTube. If not, the audio version is fine itself as well. So you can just listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. But it would be best to watch. But if not, you can also listen and still get the exact same amount of value from this episode. And disclaimer, I'm not a neuroscientist and I don't claim to be. This is from the research I've collected over the years of studying and doing the work that I do within mental health. And I just wanted to bring all this together in one spot of the information, research, and everything else I have learned about the subconscious mind and how to program it. So I'd like to begin and start this episode. So we'll start off with mindset. So when it comes to the subconscious mind and just the conscious mind or the unconscious mind, it's important to understand what mindset is at the start of it all because mindset is what helps us bring shifts in our life and it helps us understand different perspectives. So the mindset refers to a person's attitude or way of thinking. It's the set of beliefs, habits, and assumptions that someone has about themselves, other people, and the world around them. A person's mindset can influence their behavior, decisions, and overall outlook on life. Some people have a growth mindset, which means they believe that their abilities can be developed and improved through effort and learning. Others have a fixed mindset, which means they believe that their abilities are set and cannot be changed. So mindset is an important concept in psychology and has been studied extensively. It can have a significant impact on a person's success and also well-being. So it's important to understand and reflect on yourself as well. It's like, at the moment, do I have a fixed mindset or do I have a growth mindset? Am I open to learning new things? Am I open to new perspectives? Or am I fixed on my beliefs at the moment and I can't really see someone else's perspective because I believe I'm always right or I believe this is the way? It's important to understand whether you have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset because it will help you to understand why you, why you may be growing or you may not be growing in life. So... Let's start this with the uh, operation of our brain to give us a deep understanding of the mind in mindset. So the mind is a complex and mysterious aspect of the human experience. It is a part of the brain that allows us to think, perceive, and feel emotions. It is responsible for our consciousness and our thoughts and feelings and our ability to learn and remember. In short, the mind is what makes us who we are. So now let's dive into the subconscious mind and get into all the juicy information around the subconscious and how we can program it because a lot of our life, well, 95% of our life is ran by the subconscious mind. So it's so important to understand it, understand how it works and understand how we can navigate it. So it's actually going to serve us through life and make us do the things on autopilot that we wanted to do so we can get the results that we also want in life as well. So... Conscious mind is uh, subconscious mind is 90 to 95%. Our conscious mind is 5 to 10% of our life. So the subconscious mind is always awake. And this is an interesting fact. The subconscious mind is always awake. Your subconscious never sleeps 
rest or takes a break because it controls all vital processes and functions of the body. For instance, the subconscious mind controls heartbeat, blood circulation, regulates digestion and elimination. In sleep, our conscious mind becomes dormant while the subconscious mind stays fully awake. Science shows that we still hear and process everything, even while we're asleep. Now think about how important that is. So even though you're asleep and you're not in an awake state, your subconscious mind is still awake and it's processing so much information, whether that's through your body and organs or whether it's sensory. There's so much things happening within the subconscious mind, even when we're asleep. The subconscious mind is habit-based. So as we go on about our daily routines, such as waking up, traveling to and from work, eating, drinking, and going to sleep, it becomes second nature. We form habits. This is because we process information quickly and without being aware, this is the unconscious mind at work. So the unconscious mind does most of the work of our daily activities without us even realizing it which is a crazy fact if you think about it. Like, have you ever thought about yourself driving down the street and somehow you've traveled a kilometer and you're like, oh, wow, how did I get here? I was daydreaming or I was zoned out. That's because your subconscious mind has repetitively done that activity so many times. It can take control of that situation when your conscious mind switches off. So your subconscious mind comes in and takes control and can drive for you. I'm not saying this to say that, you can daydream while you drive. 100% don't recommend that. I'm just saying as an example that the subconscious mind does take over when things need to be all their power at times in our life. And this is why it's important to understand the subconscious mind because how many things in your life are you doing on autopilot and not realizing it? Uh, the subconscious mind takes everything literally. So the subconscious mind has the habit of taking everything literal. It does not differentiate between negative and positive. So if you continually tell yourself that you'll never succeed in a particular venture, it's likely to turn out that way. The subconscious mind is subjective. It doesn't think or reason independently. It simply obeys the commands it receives from your conscious mind. And as Henry Ford said, if you, can fit, if you think you can or if you think you can't, you're absolutely right. <laughs> and that's the thing with the subconscious mind, right? Like, you got to think of your subconscious as like a computer data system. It doesn't know from right or wrong or positive to negative. It takes on every bit of information as literal to store in the computer system, which is the subconscious, to then program it to work a certain way. So you got to remember, if you say, if you think you can, or if you say you think you can't, you're right. The subconscious mind is present-based, so... When we dream about the future or get nostalgic thinking of the past, it is the conscious mind that's at work. So the conscious mind thinks in terms of past and future rather than the present. Our subconscious mind is constantly focused on the present moment. And this is why it's so important to be mindful of your inner thoughts, such as I am successful rather than I will be successful. So you got to live in the, you got to say present words, so I am rather than I will be. Because if you say, I will be, you're not giving your subconscious mind the power to then embody that affirmation or that sentence or that word, whatever it may be. So you got to speak with I am rather than I will be. The subconscious mind is like a computer processor, as I touched on before. Computers were originally designed around the brain model. And at one time, we're called electronic brains. 
the human body functions much in the same way to modern day computers or rather computers operate in much the same way to the most complex processing unit there ever has been, the human brain. So the subconscious mind is far more powerful than the conscious mind and can process huge quantities of information that come via your five senses and translate them back to your brain in the blink of an eye before you can even think of how quick that is. It's already happened. And that's just the power of our mind. It's crazy how things process at lightning speeds. The subconscious mind is like a computer processor. Um, so it's important to remember that we reflect things like you type on Google and something comes up so quick. Our brain does that, but even quicker in terms of things that we need to think of or be solution-minded. Our brain operates so quickly. Your subconscious mind is a powerful force to be reckoned with. It makes up around 90 to 95% of your brain power and handles everything your body needs to function. And I just wanted to touch on that again to show you the importance of why it's important to work on your subconscious mind and make sure you're doing the things that are going to serve you with life. By training your subconscious mind, you can identify and overcome these limits and beliefs and behaviors and replace them with empowering ones. So, Overall, training your subconscious mind can help you improve your mental and emotional well-being, enhance your performance and creativity, and overcome limiting beliefs and behaviors. Training your subconscious mind can be beneficial in a number of ways, and here's a few examples on how it can be beneficial. So one is improving mental and emotional well-being. By training your subconscious mind, you can develop a more positive outlook on life and reduce stress and anxiety, for an example. You can use techniques like visualization and affirmation to program your subconscious mind with positive beliefs and emotions. Number two, enhancing performance and creativity. Training your subconscious mind can help you improve your performance in various areas of your life, such as sports, academics, or your career. It can also help you tap into your creativity and come up with new ideas. Number three, overcoming limits and beliefs and behaviors. Our subconscious mind often holds onto negative beliefs and behaviors that can limit our potential and hold us back in life. So what is it really? Because we may be thinking, okay, cool. The subconscious programs us. It makes us go on autopilot for life. It has these benefits. It can do this, it can do that. But what is the subconscious mind really? And the subconscious mind is a part of the mind that operates below the level of conscious awareness. It is the source of our autonomic thoughts and impulses, such as habits and reflexes. The subconscious mind is also the respiratory of our mind, of our memory, sorry, beliefs and feelings that we are not currently aware of. While the conscious mind is focused on the present moment, the subconscious mind is constantly working to process and store information as well as to influence our behavior and emotions. So it is working so much on a 24-7 clock. So learning to play an instrument is a good example on how the subconscious mind works. At first, you need to think about translating the sheet music and moving your fingers to play each note. But as you practice, you find you can pick up any song and play it. Excuse me. And the subconscious mind goes beyond learning new skills. It's involved in information processing and affects everything we think of, say, and do. 
It stores our beliefs and values, determines our memories, and monitors the information all around us, deciding what to send to the conscious mind and what to store for later. It affects every moment of our lives, and most of us don't even know it, which is mind-blowing. So how long does it take to program your subconscious mind, you may be wondering? And it's actually shorter than some people may think. It doesn't take years. It can, but majority of the time, not. Because on average, it takes about three to four weeks, but it could take longer. The answer will depend on how deeply ingrained the behavior is that you want to change, as well as your own limiting beliefs. So there's a few layers onto how long it can take, but it can take about three to four weeks to start to see the shift. But depending on how ingrained your behaviors or own limiting beliefs are, it could take a bit longer. But if you start today and start working on these tactics that I'm going to touch on this episode, you'll start to get long-term results, which is the whole point of this because life is a long-term gain, right? We want to keep doing the things that are going to benefit us today that are also going to benefit, benefit us in the future as well. It's a win-win. So subconscious programming starts with deciding what you want right now and in the future and focusing on it. So it's now and in the future. You want to give your brain direction. And this is an important quote to remember. So remember this one. Where focus goes, energy flows. Where focus goes, energy flows. So what do you want physically, financially, emotionally, and spiritually in, into your life? So make the decision that you're not willing to settle and that you're not willing to live the way you are living right now. Set your sights on what you want and begin reprogramming your mind. Set aside 20 minutes after this podcast to do this. So understand and write down. And I highly recommend if you've got an opportunity right now to write down what you want physically, financially, emotionally, and spiritually into your life and break it down to a T. Because the more clear we get, the more clear the direction is that we're going to go in life. So you want to understand this. So you can actually get the growth and get the most out of this episode as well. So make sure you write down physically, financially, emotionally, spiritually, the, what you want to get out of each of those areas of your life. Because remember, where focus goes, energy flows. And set aside 20 minutes um, right now or after this podcast to do this. So after you decide what you want, the next step of subconscious reprogramming is committing. That's it, the big word, committing. Rid your mind of fear and self-doubt. And how do you do that, you may ask? By committing to it and letting it drive you. Fear is one of the biggest traps that keep people from taking action. We all have fears, rather fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of success, pain, or even the unknown. If you do nothing, the fear will remain exactly where it is, blocking your path, you will not move and you will, you will always live in fear. You might not do any worse, but you also won't do any better. And essentially, you'll just be stuck. And the fear will always be present in the back of your mind, pushing you away from your goals or the outcomes that you want in your life. The lack of action gives a negativity time to poison your thoughts. It's a good thing I didn't try, you may say, or I never would have made it anyway, you might tell yourself. When allowed to spread through your subconscious mind, this fear-based negativity will seep into everything you do about yourself and everything that you do. So if you constantly go after something and you say, it's a good thing I didn't try, or I would never have made it anyway, this is going to poison the negativity and it will seep into everything that you think about yourself and everything that you do in your life. So it will leak in different areas of your life and show up. So it's important to understand this. 
So how do I deal with the how do I deal with the fear of failure? You may ask because fear of failure is so common with within humans, and I've dealt with this so much in the past. Every now and then, in the present moment as well. So it's important to understand how you deal with with the fear of failure. So the only way to deal with fear and reprogram your mind is to face it head on. You must look it in the eye and take action in spite of it. Are you afraid of failure? Look at it this way. Failure is education. I like to say, don't take L's as a loss, take L's as a lesson. Educate yourself. If you do something and fail, you will not know what doesn't work. You'll be able to take a more educated, informed approach next time. You're better off than, than where you were before. So even if you feel you're going to fail at doing a, a particular activity, but you do it anyway, you're going to learn so much more about yourself of what not to do next time. And you're going to build resilience in that process as well. So even though you may feel like you lost, but one thing you've gained is, um, is experience. And the other thing you've gained is resilience. And those two things in life can take you so far just by giving things a crack. If you face it head on, I guarantee it's not as scary as it feels. Like public speaking, for an example, the number one feared thing in the world and this is an interesting fact. Let's see if you can guess. The most feared thing in the world is public speaking. So public speaking, the example, if you fear public speaking, and for myself, when I did fear public speaking in the past, I always ran away from it and avoided it at all costs. But what I did was I got myself on stage, became the first person to go on stage at this event, and just spoke in front of everyone. And by doing that, I realized it's not as bad as I anticipated for it to be. And I actually did a lot better. And what did I build through that? I built experience and how to compose myself on stage when I speak. And I also learned and built resilience within myself to do it again and again and again, because I know I've already done it before. So it's important to, with anything that you fear in life, that's an activity or something that will grow you, it's important to face it head on so you can overcome that fear. At first, it will seem difficult and maybe even taxing on yourself. But if you start small and do it every day, you will gradually become stronger. And before long, it will become an effortless habit. So before you even know it, you, it will become automatic because the subconscious mind is being programmed to do this certain thing. Now, doing it in the future will become more automatic and become an effortless habit because you program your subconscious mind to be able to do that certain activity, whatever it may be. So committing to yourself, commit to overcoming the negativity, commit to a better life. When you commit fully, cutting, cutting off or any other possibility, you'll push yourself to the next level and demand more of yourself than anyone else could ever expect. That is the true power of subconscious mind programming. So let's look at the pyramid that shapes our mindset and subconscious mind. And if you're only listening to this and you can't see what I'm showing within the podcast, just picture a triangle with four layers. So a triangle with four different layers, one, two, three, four. And what this pyramid does is that it shapes our mindset and subconscious mind. So there's four different layers to what shapes it. So if you're listening, imagine layer one at the bottom, layer two at the second bottom, layer three to the third bottom, then layer four at the top. And this is what shapes it. So the first layer is the, the core of our beliefs, identity, and four to shape by the language that we use. So the first thing that layers this pyramid is language. So language that we use can do so much in terms of programming our subconscious mind because 
At the end of the day, the words that we use are self-hypnosis. So what we say about ourselves, our subconscious mind will believe because it uses it as information in life. So if I constantly tell myself, I'm so unlucky, I always miss out on things. Guess what? I'm going to feel that way. I'm going to probably start going to feel depressed. I'm going to start feeling overwhelmed. I'm going to start feeling lonely because I'm programming my mind to think that way. But if I start telling myself like, I am abundant, life works for me. I'm going to see a lot more things work in my favor. I'm going to have a much more positive outlook on life because I program my mind to think more abundant. So it's important to understand the language that you're using, audit it, and be like, cool, how can I change from saying this to this to make sure that my mind is getting a healthy bit of information from the self-hypnosis that I'm using through my language rather than saying things that's going to put you down and keep you stuck or even send you backwards. So the, le- the second layer of the pyramid is what we think is what we believe. So the second layer is thoughts. Your thoughts, if you think them over and over and assign truth to them, become beliefs. Beliefs create a cognitive lens through which you interpret the events of the world. So we have language, then thoughts, and on top of thoughts is beliefs. So our beliefs about the world and our actions, um, so what they do is shape our values, which in turn form our identity. What we believe is what we experience, and which is why our beliefs and values have a discernible impact on our relationships and our work. Because at the end of the day, what we believe becomes our identity. So our identity is how we sharpen the world, how we sharpen as an individual. It's a reflection of our thoughts and beliefs. So the language that we use can dictate the thoughts that we have and the thoughts that we have can dictate the beliefs that we have and the beliefs that we have can dictate the identity that we have. So if you have the identity at the moment that, let's just say, I'm depressed, I'm a depressed person, that's your identity. Your beliefs are, I'm depressed or maybe I'm not worthy or whatever the beliefs that come with depression come with that. And then your thoughts from that are going to be ones that align to the beliefs and identity with depression. The language that you use is going to relate to the false beliefs and identity that you have with depression. So it's important to start with language so you can then translate that into thoughts and then into beliefs and then create that new identity for yourself. But it must start with language because that language will then dictate thoughts into beliefs and identity. The mindset triangle trains your subconscious mind to embody the language, thoughts, and beliefs that you have on a daily basis. So the quality of your life is dependent on the quality of your thoughts. So I want to touch more deeply on language to give you more of an understanding. So you may ask, does the language I use have really have that much of an impact on my thoughts? So the words we say can have a powerful impact on our thoughts because the language we use shapes the way we think and view the world. When we use words to describe our experiences and thoughts, we're essentially giving them meaning and creating a mental framework for understanding them. The language we use influences the way we think and perceive the world around us. So if you constantly use negative words to describe yourself or your experiencing or experiences, sorry, you may start to develop a negative outlook and view yourself and the world in a negative light. On the other hand, if you use positive and uplifting words, you may develop a more positive outlook and view yourself and the world in a more positive light. The words we say can also affect our emotions and behavior. When we use words to describe our emotions and experiences, we are essentially giving them meaning and shaping our emotional responses. For example, if you use words to describe an experience as frightening or terrifying, you may feel more afraid and anxious. 
On the other hand, if you describe the same experience as exciting or adventurous, you may feel more positive and energized. Overall, the words we say can have a significant impact on our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. It's important to be mindful of the language we use and to choose our words carefully. And the next one, because the first layer was language, the next one is thoughts. So you may ask, how do I change my thoughts? Because I know intrusive thoughts is a tough one that people struggle with, and I have in the past as well. And we have 70,000 thoughts per day, the average human. So it's all about where energy, where focus goes, energy flows as well. So how do I change my thoughts? Or how do I become more fixated on the positive ones? Or how do I become more fixated on the ones that will serve me? It starts with becoming aware of your thoughts. So the first step in changing your thought pattern is to become aware of what you are thinking. Start paying attention to your thoughts and notice any patterns or themes that emerge. Challenge negative or unhelpful thoughts. Once you are aware of your thoughts, you can start to challenge any negative or unhelpful ones. Ask yourself, if the thought is true or helpful, if not, try to reframe it in a more positive or helpful way. That's important. Practice mindfulness. So mindfulness is the practice of being present in the moment and paying attention to your thoughts and feelings without judgment. This can help you gain more control over your thoughts and reduce the influence of negative or unhelpful thoughts. So when you're doing the mindfulness in terms of observing the thoughts, what you want to do is sit back, close your eyes and picture yourself watching your thoughts like a movie. And by doing this, you're training your mind to detach from the thoughts that you're having because you're sitting back watching them like a movie. And the important thing about detaching from the thoughts is that we learn to not be emotionally triggered by the thoughts that we have. And then when we step back from those thoughts, it also helps us gain a new perspective on what those thoughts are, what they're telling us, or helps them pass by because they have no meaning to us anymore because there's not that emotional attachment to them anymore. So it's important to sit back or picture yourself sitting back and watching your thoughts like a movie and watch them without judgment. Next one is engage in activities that support positive thinking. There are many activities you can do to support positive thinking and change your thought patterns. This might include practicing gratitude, meditating, exercising, or engaging in other activities that make you feel good. So our thoughts and how we think will become a reflection of our reality. It mirrors the world that we live in. What we think will determine and how we overcome challenges. What we believe will determine the intensity and drive behind those positive thoughts. So our identity will determine the pride and confidence we have for building on the fundamentals and overcome challenges, which will leak positive energy into the rooms we walk in, projects we work on, people we engage with, and our daily activities through life. And the next one would be visualization. This is an important part of programming your subconscious mind. And I want to touch on some things in terms of visualization and also a story slash study that was done on visualization and how powerful it is. So there was a group of students who had been randomly selected to take a series of free throws in basketball from the free throw line. And the percentage of made free throws were tallied. The students were then divided into three groups and asked to perform three separate tasks over a 30 day period, right? So the first group, of uh, the first group was told not to touch a basketball for 30 days, no practicing or playing basketball whatsoever. 
The second group was told to practice shooting free throws for half hour a day for 30 days. So the second group for half an hour a day for 30 days, we just practice them from the free throw line to practice their shot. The third group was to come to the gym every day for 30 days and spend half an hour with their eyes closed, simply visualizing hitting every free throw. So the third group did no physical practice whatsoever. They literally just closed their eyes and just visualized themselves hitting it every day for half an hour for 30 days. After the 30 days, all three groups were asked to come back and take the same number of free throws that they had in the beginning of the study. The first group of students who did not practice at all had no improvement, which is not really a shock. The second group had practice every day. So the group that did the physical practice every day for the 30 days showed a 24% improvement from the day from day one of the 30 to the end, showed 24% improvement. Now listen to this. This is mind-blowing. The third group, the group who had only visualized themselves doing the free throws, right? They did no physical practice. All they did was visualize it every day for 30 minutes, showed a 23% improvement. 1% improvement less than the group that did the physical practice. That shows the power of the visualizations that we have in our mind and the power of visualizing things in our mind. And in saying this, can you imagine implementing the physical work and the visualization together, how much improvement you'll have? And people often differentiate the mind and body when at the end of the day, it's all one. And knowing that the group that only the visualization had 1% less improvement than the group that did the physical practice just shows the power of our mind. So I want to touch on something else with visualization. So if in terms of like going back to the fear of failure that we touched on earlier on the podcast, a, a tool that you can use to help with that fear of failure is to visualize yourself. And I'll use public speaking as an example because it's one I believe everyone could understand listening to this or watching this. So if you got fear of public speaking and you know you've got to go and speak in front of a group of people or a room of people, whatever it may be, you visualize yourself doing that before you actually do it. I practice this for about 20 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day. It's up to you how long, but I recommend at least 10 minutes a day building up to the event. And visualize yourself going, walking up to the stage or visualize yourself, your name getting called out and walking up to the stage and visualize yourself being on the stage and how the aircon feels and who you're going to lock eyes with. And if someone coughs, you can hear the cough in your visualization. You want to visualize everything to the absolute T and practice this because what you're doing is you're training your subconscious mind to live in this experience before you've even experienced. So when you actually experience the actual event itself, like the public speaking, your subconscious mind is already being programmed to live that moment before it's even been. So it's like football practice. You try football for the week, so you match it for the day. And you're doing the same with visualization. You're training yourself to be match fit for whatever activity or event that you are fearful of. So implement this with whatever you fear. And I guarantee it will help in the moment of the thing that you are fearful of. Another important part with programming the subconscious mind is listening to binaural beats while visualizing. 
So if you're doing the visualization, you want to listen to binaural beats and this helps a lot. You don't need to, but there's a big bonus in terms of helping with the subconscious mind in programming it with the visualization. So you may ask, what is binaural beats for the people that aren't familiar? Binaural beats are a perception of sound created by your brain. If you listen to two tones, each at a different frequency and each in a different ear, your brain creates an additional tone you can hear. The third tone is called a binaural beat. So our brain operates on five brainwave states. You want to access the theta brainwave state with visualization. So binaural beats help make the visualization experience more vivid, enjoyable, and intense. So it helps just intensify the visualization itself so you can get the most out of it. Some immediate benefits of creative visualization is the assistance it provides in positive traits, including with becoming more focused, concentration, self-confidence, creative thinking, and new ideas. It will help you take repeated action toward your personal goals. What we think we become, what we say we think. So let me say that again. What we think we become, what we say we think. So let's try and how we think. And it starts with affirmations as well. So affirmations is a big one because remember, like I said, with the pyramid, the language that we use, which is the affirmations, dictates the way that we think. So affirmations have the power to motivate you to act on certain things, help you to concentrate on achieving your goals in life, gives you the power to change your negative thinking patterns and replace them with positive thinking patterns, assist you in accessing a new belief system, But above all, affirmations can reaffirm the positivity back into your life and help regain or increase your self-confidence, which which will overall program your subconscious mind. And with affirmations, you want to speak in present tense. Like I said earlier on in this podcast, you want to say, I am rather than I will be. So let's just say an example, I believe in me, I matter, I am brave, I am loved. They're just some examples you can use with affirmations, but you want to tailor your affirmations to ones that are relatable to you in this moment or things that you want to attain. So make sure your affirmations are personal to you. So you can rather do written affirmations or guided affirmations. Me personally, I like auditory stuff. So I listen to audio books. I like listening to podcasts. I like to listen to guided affirmations. So for me, guided affirmations are perfect, but you can also do written affirmations if you're more of a person that likes to write or read or whatever it may be. It's all up to you. They both have the same effect and they're both going to help you in terms of programming your subconscious mind to get positive or helpful thoughts. So also with the affirmations, I also recommend doing them just before bed and just when waking up in the morning. So I do mine just before bed every single night because just before we go to sleep, we are in the theta brainwave state. And in the theta brainwave state, we can retain information up to 300% more. So it's going to be more effective in terms of programming our subconscious mind than it would at any other time during the day. But in saying this, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it any other time during the day. Any time is better than no time, but the best time is just before bed and just after waking up. So how can I audit my mindset and subconscious mind? So you want to do this at least once a week. So one, you want to identify your beliefs and assumptions. Start by becoming aware of the beliefs and assumptions that shape your mindset. 
This might include beliefs about yourself, other people, and the world around you. Write them down and consider whether they are helpful or harmful. It's important to write those down and take action with these steps that I'm talking about as well. Because if you actually action these steps within this podcast episode, you'll see shifts happening in your life and you'll see gains happen. Number two, challenge your beliefs and assumptions. Once you identify your beliefs and assumptions, it's important to challenge them. Ask yourself if the belief is true and supported by evidence. If not, try to reframe it in a more positive and empowering way. Number three, seek feedback from others. So another way to audit your mindset is to seek feedback from other people. Ask friends, family, or colleagues for their perspective and consider how your beliefs and assumptions might be limiting or, or harmful. So speak with people you trust that you know that have your best interest at heart. Number four, engage in activities that support a growth mindset to develop a more positive and growth-orientated mindset. It's important to engage activities that support this. This might include practicing gratitude, meditating, exercising, or engaging in other activities that make you feel good. Number five, keep learning and growing. Remember that auditing your mindset is an ongoing process. Keep learning and growing and be open to new ideas and perspectives. This can help you continue to develop a more positive and empowering mindset. So for the people watching, you can see this uh, photo that I've got up on the screen that helps you with breaking down how to audit your mindset. If you're listening, I will describe it. So I've got one box that says beliefs. Then below beliefs, you want to write down the beliefs that you have. And after you've written down all your beliefs that you have, and really sit with this. It not, might not come to you straight away because you may think, what are my beliefs? It doesn't have to be within five minutes. It doesn't have to be within one hour. Just write down your beliefs and it can be over a day or two, but just get them out. Then under beliefs, you want to write helpful or harmful. Then categorize the beliefs you have and really think about, is this belief helping me or is it more harmful to me? And categorize the two. And then the ones that are more helpful, you want to tap into them. The ones that are more harmful, you want to see a new perspective on those and understand like, cool, how can I shift this or how can I push this to become a more helpful thing in my life? Then the second part, you want to write thoughts and then write down all the thoughts that you have that usually are reoccurring. You obviously can't write every thought you have <laughs> because the average human has 70,000 thoughts. But as a human, we have certain thoughts that reoccur in our life, rather a thought that I'm not good enough or a thought that I am confident. Whatever thoughts that reoccur continuously for you, write them down. Then under that, write the same thing, which ones are helpful and which ones are harmful. And the same thing, the ones that are more helpful, you want to tap into them. The ones that are more harmful, you want to see a different perspective and understand how you can shift that. So auditing our mindset and training our subconscious mind is absolutely key to living a life by design. You can attain anything you want in this world. It comes down to our mindset. So a nine-step recap into reframing a program in your subconscious mind. So before we wrap this up, I want to do a recap so you, to make sure that you remember everything that we touched on just within nine steps as well. So one, be willing to believe something is possible. I mean, yeah, so believe it is possible. Be willing to believe that because if you're not willing to believe it, it can't happen. Number two, find people who believe your big goals are totally normal. So whatever it is you want to attain in life, it can rather be internally in terms of mental health mindset. 
or health, or it could be externally in terms of maybe uh, body shape, or it could be success or wealth or whatever it may be, whatever your goals are, your big goals in life, find people who believe they are normal. Because if you keep surrounding yourself with people that be like, oh, that's not possible, or Uncle Johnny did that once and they failed, you're going to hold yourself back. So you want to be around people that believe that they are normal and actually is achievable because it gives you the belief then to be like, yes, I can get this. I can go after this. Number three, start speaking in present tense. So speak in present tense. Like I said earlier, speak as I am rather than I will be. Four, believe you're worthy of success and happiness. So identify what success means to you. Success doesn't mean you have to have a Lamborghini flying around Dubai. <laughs> maybe that's what you want. Maybe it's not. It's all about what is success to you. Success to you could be have a nice family, have a house, and just make sure that the people that I have in my life are happy. Or success to you maybe I want to be this basketball player and I want to be successful on that. So identify what success is to you and then believe you're worthy of that. Number five, pay attention to your thoughts and challenge them. So pay attention to the four patterns that you have. And when ones come up that are unhelpful, challenge them. Like, cool, why did I have that thought? Why did that thought come up? And understand it and challenge them. Don't let them just come in and take control of you in that situation. Like, no, I am not a shit person. Or no, I am not an anxious wreck. Or wherever the thoughts are, challenge the thoughts when they come up. Number six, admit what you want. Brackets, rid of fear. So admit what you want in life and don't be scared to admit what you truly want out of life because life is something that we all experience and there's something that we get to live. And why would you not want to live a life or why would you not want to admit a life that you truly want? Like go after the things that you want in life. Like stop holding yourself back because you can truly gain anything over a certain time period if you put in the actionable items within that time period. So admit what you want and then be scared of that. Seven, affirmations and guided affirmations. Like I said, before you go to bed and when you wake up is the best time for affirmations and the other time is great. But remember, affirmations are things that you want to attain or embody or ingrain into your subconscious mind. So tailor, tailor it to yourself and repeat that every single day with affirmations. Number eight, create routines. You want to create healthy routines within your life that are going to serve you. And number nine, visualization. Visualize what you want in life or visualize scenarios that you're fearful of so you can actually go and attain that or you can go and do that. But visualize the life that you want because you want to put it out there to your mind that this is what we're working towards or this is what we want or like maybe this is the success that I want. So go back to success. Like when you believe you're worthy of success and happiness, visualize that success as well. Visualize so much positivity into your life and practice that daily. And I always come back to the I um to our mindset triangle. So remember, the language that we use creates the thoughts that we have. The thoughts that we have can create the beliefs that we have, and the beliefs that we have creates the identity that we have. So remember, language becomes thoughts, thoughts become beliefs, beliefs become identity. It's the triangle of our life. And that's the end of the podcast. So I appreciate everyone listening. If you got any more questions, reach out to me on Instagram at mental health experience and yeah, ask any questions, reach out. I'm happy to answer anything more, but 
I hope you took some things within this episode that you can action. I make sure, even if it's just one thing, even if it's just the affirmations, even if it's just the exercise, even if it's just the visualization, obviously it's best to combine as much as you can. But even if it's just one thing that you decide to take control of from this episode and then that you decide to take on, like, no, I'm going to do this every single day and make sure I get these outcomes in life. Take action from something from this episode and give it a go. It takes 21 days to form a habit. But that habit can shift your life like you wouldn't believe. And all of this stuff that I've touched on within this episode are things that I personally do myself that have brought me these results. So from experience, it works for me. But give something a go from this episode and let me know how you're going. Can to hear your feedback and how you're traveling through life? But I appreciate everyone listening to this episode. I appreciate you all. And that's the subconscious mind how to program it. But if you want to find me on socials it's just at mental health experience as usual it'll all be in the bio but thank you for tuning in and i hope you all have a great day see you later